Welcome to Algorithm Lab Podcast. Um, it's me, Sekhamam Sika, and I thank you very much for joining us. Um, this is the next episode of Algorithm Lab, the Digital Awakening Podcast. And the Digital Awakening basically is a movement that focuses largely on talking to experienced people and people who are still getting experience, business people, people who are in prominent positions, people who are doing amazing things, and a whole bunch of other people who can teach us, me and you, as my listeners, anything or something uh, new. Today I'm chilling with uh, this dude, um, a bit about this dude. This dude, um, we were students together at the University of Zululand um, doing chemistry. Uh, we both did chemistry and he decided to continue with his studies. He's now doing honors um, in chemistry, focusing in chemistry. He's going to tell us a bit about that and his research. Uh, but his name is um, basically Tulani Shabangu and Tulani Shabangu is a co-founder of a company called Scientifist. Scientifist, he's going to tell us a bit more about that. Um, Scientifist basically is a company um, with three directors. TK, she's called Tutukile Kumalo, Ernest Mbili, and they have uh, about seven uh, people in the team. Um, welcome, sir. Um, welcome to the digital awakening. <laughs> yes, I really feel awakened. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice to be here. Uh, thanks for a warm welcome. Imagine your kids building the next Apple, the next Uber, or the next Microsoft. This is where the dream starts. At a monthly cost of only 450 rands and with a duration of four hours every Saturday, Algorithm Coding Academy offers the best trainers and most exciting of classes that are full of innovative approaches for learning and developing products. Sign up your bundle of joy now for classes at the Richards Bay Industrial Development Zone Techno Hub for only 450 rands per month. Algorithm Coding Academy, reshaping mindsets, recreating the future. Scientifist. First, of, first of all, tell us about the name. I see it's science <laughs> and feast. Mm. What was what was in your, on your mind <laughs> when you guys founded it? Okay, what was in our mind? It's like you see, like the first part. It's like more like science feast. It's like we are feeding people science. Actually, oh. science and technology. <laughs> so it's like a meal of science. So and then we try to put it together in a creative way that is not there out there already. So we said let us just say scientifist. So that is actually where it, it comes. Um, how long? Um, tell me when, 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 why did you guys decide to open a Scientifist as a company? Um, who were you with and how long has it been running? Uh, it has been running for, we started, I think, around uh, late 2015 to work. Mm-hmm. The co-founders, it was my friends, uh, it's Mr. Billy, who is one of the directors of the company right now, and then um, Mr. Lamin Peggy, one of our, our friends, so he wa- he's one of the co-founders, but unfortunately now we're not with him in the company. So, yeah, we started in, in, in back then. It was more like um, a hobby to us, in a way, because we were actually just teaching, talking science. We could go like debate until 5 a.m., like not sleeping, talking about science, talking about how stars form, talking about where the history of humanity, talking about uh, the origins of life, talking about uh, the supernovas, talking about all these things. So, and then 
okay, I think we'll get to that part later. Okay, what happened after that? Okay, but then that is when we started. Uh, and then by last year, I think last year around October, and then we decided to register the company. So it started as a something that we were passionate about. We were not even thinking about starting a company. We were just doing a hobby, what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. After a few years, oh, maybe we must register as a company. Mm-hmm. So when we registered, and then we started expanding, and then we had more things we wanted to cover. You talk about supernovas, you talk about uh, stars forming and uh, dying, you talk about a whole bunch of things that, you know, um, some people would say they are too far. Let's, let's bring it a bit close to home. Um, <laughs> yeah. mm. what, what do you guys to do on a daily basis um, as a scientist and what do you hope to achieve? Okay, as scientists right now in one line, we just teach science and technology to the general community. Mm, mm. We, we are, why, why do we do that? We're just closing the knowledge gap between uh, the scientific co- community or the tech community and the general public. Mm. Because you want to see a society that is more like uh, in, uh, in other countries that we look up to, like your Chinese, your Japan, you see like a kid there, a grade 10 kid, even though they don't, they don't, make, don't have grade 10 as we do here. But uh, a kid who is at a level equivalent to grade 10 here in China, can program a calculator or what. Mm. But here in our public school, you find that you only hear of code in in university, Mm. you see. Mm. So we need to close that gap. So how do we do it? So the the direction, the approach that we we chose to take for firstly, we wanted to approach it from the direction of the community. We go to the parents through radio, our through media. We talk to the parents. We talk to the kids through there, and then so that when they come to you guys, when you teach them coding and everything, they are aware that these guys have told us how important is technology, how important is bionics. I just saw something about bionics there, so I'm like, these kids are doing great things. <laughs> <laughs> so those big topics are the topics that we, uh, I only got to hear about when I was working with, with scientists, you mm, see, because mm, now mm. we research almost every day you have to research. Yeah, so that's exactly what we are, we are doing. Okay, um, 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 tell me, um, um, so I, I, I got to understand that you guys are in about eight radio stations, <coughs> or you, you are in a position, or you are positioning yourself to be in about eight radio stations. Um, or so, am I correct? Yeah, it's more, yes, eight, even though some of them were not really active, but in terms of agreements and everything, they mm-hmm. will just go there on some way of post for some reasons, but they are on board and mm. soon we'll go back to all of them, right? Why, why radio stations? Uh, we, first of all, which radio stations are those? Uh, those eight radio stations, which ones are those? And why did you guys choose the radio stations? I mean, you could, you could have chosen TV, you could have just posted on Facebook. Why radio stations? Radio stations, as, it, as I told you, that we are just closing the knowledge gap between the scientific and tech community and the general public. So if you look at how things happen in South Africa, most people, like even old people, those parents are the ones who influence the kids because we are thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. If you think about the future, like I'm talking about the, the, the future of maybe 10 to 15 years to come, you have to, you have to consider kids who are mostly teens or even younger than that. And they, get, they gain most of their influence from their parents. Parents listen to radio. As much as the youth is full in social media and everything, but mm. parents listen to radio, they still believe in those uh, traditional platforms. Mm. So that is one of our reasons why we said, okay, let's just go there. Mm. We want to, like in future, we, we, we foresee a future where like a general public, they'll be talking about the latest launch 
you see, latest Apollo launch to, to space. Yeah, Just like they yeah, spoke yeah. speak about politics, they speak about, we want them to talk about technology and science like that. So we have to go put to the people down there, you see. So it's radio, that's why we started on radio. You see. Mm. Um, which radio stations can people listen to you um, and on, 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 on which days maybe? Okay, the, the, the ones that are, which are active right now, it's Okozi FM. We are on Okozi FM every Monday on 3.30 a.m. It's just 30 <laughs> minutes from 3.30 to, like, maybe they will change. We slowed with time and then we get it <laughs> to be during the day or maybe late. Mm. But that is the slot that we have for now. Mm. It's just on Mondays, every Monday, uh, um, 3.30 a.m. on That's the name of the show. You see with them done, so. mm-hmm. you see, and then we get in there, and then for 30 minutes, and then we have Zulan FM. You see, we have Zulan FM. It's uh, on on Wednesday at 13:40 to three. We have a lot of time there, so we have about wow. <laughs> about wow. an hour of time speaking science and technology, uh-huh. and, uh-huh. and like you, you can't believe the like the response from the public about the topics we talk about. Some, says, some of some of those topics are. Like, it's right, we talk about things from, like recently, on course, FM, I was speaking about uh, space tourism. We mm-hmm. talk about a wide range of topics. I was talking about space tourism. Before that, uh, I, I spoke about the, like, uh, smartphones, social media, internet, and teenagers. Before that, I was talking about male contraceptive pills. Before that, <laughs> I was talking about a, a female who was born without a private part. So scientists, yeah, they just made it in the lab and then they put it there and then it was a success. So that uh, condition is called a, the disorder, it's called an MRKH, so, or a vaginal agenesis. So it's a biology topic, <laughs> life topic. I was talking about that. I think before that, I was talking about um, climate change. I was just talking about climate change. So on Cozy FM, I think on in Zuland recently, uh, I spoke about stroke, you see. So we talk about a, a, a variety of topics. We trained ourselves like in a period of three years to be more like all around us. So that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but recently it's just it was space tourism. It was space tourism. Okay. Uh, um, 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 before we, t- we, we we get into some of these topics, mm. um, there is this thing that is called fourth industrial revolution. Hmm. Um, this word suddenly it has, it's 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 like it was like a bomb started hitting us a, a, a country or something of that hmm. sort. Everyone right now, fourth industrial revolution. I recently had someone saying we are doing fourth industrial revolution. <laughs> I don't know how we do fourth industrial revolution. <laughs> yeah. Um. What What are your thoughts on 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 the topic as a whole, fourth industrial revolution. What what do you think about it? Um, what do you think the future looks like um, when when we when we consider it? What are your thoughts on on, on fourth industrial revolution as a whole? The future is digital. The future is digitally. Uh, it's like my, my, my thoughts on it. It's like the community like they must be aware of it because it's taking over. It is taking over, like the machines, like the cars are already driving themselves. 
like the machines are getting smarter, you see, where mm. it is, as it's coming. So at some point, it, they will reach a stage that is called AGI, you see, which is, um, that is where we're talking about artificial intelligence, which is at a, a, a human intelligence, you see. Singularity. Like, yeah. And then after that, we are moving for ASI, which is, it talks about the artificial super intelligence, mm. where machines will be smarter than humans. So we should be prepared up of all these things. So when machines are smarter than humans, like they will decide for themselves what they what they can do. You see, they will decide for themselves. They they will be running the world in a way. You see, they will be running in a world in a way. So we really have to position ourselves as humans uh, in a way that is going to make us uh, being able to form part of that uh, that system. You see, there are many debates around that um, currently. Um, um, running machines running we, we we both know that machines basically don't have um conscious mm. do you believe that there would ever be a time when machines actually gain conscious hey uh, hey the people there is a, 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 there are a couple of people who are working on, on trying to program consciousness to people like to, to machines so i believe Ah, in future there might be. That is my personal belief. It's not right because even MIT, like MIT, was working on on, on things like that, trying to check, uh, like they want to pro- program, trying to op- op- program ethics, like to, to the machine. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of research around those things. So I believe maybe we might crack it in future. That is my personal <laughs> opinion. I believe maybe we might crack it in, in future. Um, 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 do you think we need to? To, 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 do, you, do you think we need to fight to get it right? Do you think it is a good thing? Do you think it doesn't... Uh, 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 don't you think it's going to be dangerous? People are actually scared. Mm. Um, people live in fear that this thing will... Is, is going to put people lives on, in danger. Uh, Elon Musk consistently say... Um, we need to be careful of artificial intelligence because in the end we will need to protect ourselves from it and um, it, 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 it is going to be dangerous. Do you think it is going to be dangerous? Do you think it's dangerous? Do you think we should stop? I don't think we must stop because uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really well, think we must stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> I don't really think we must, we must stop. Artificial intelligence, like, uh, yes, it, it, it is dangerous. It might be dangerous. It might be dangerous. Yeah. Like, there is another book that I, I recently read, our last invention. You see, they talk about yes, it. They yes. terming it a last invention. Mm. Yeah, which uh, makes sense. It's like, like, because after that, the robots will be taking over. So, it will be up to them on what to do with us. So, they will be dangerous in that way. So, but I don't think we must really stop uh, technological progression just because. But humans, like <laughs> humans, like we think like everything in the universe revolves like uh, around us. You see, like so. But yeah, we have we do have a responsibility to protect like humanity from these robots. We have to we, we have to do that. But that back, like <laughs> <laughs> for my next for, for my next question. Uh, before you can answer my ne- next question, do you believe in God? Do I, how do we define God first? I don't know. Do you believe in God? People who believe in God will say yes or no. No, but I'm asking, like, I think most of the problems with the topic, the topic begins there. Like, how does one define God? You see, if we start there, I think that's... Okay, how do you define God? How do I define God? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
no, I hope I hope that we start like uh, with how we um, yo, how do I define God? <laughs> do you believe in God? Yes or no? No, or how maybe. do how do we define God? Okay, uh, you don't know if you believe in God that I'm referring to or I'm, not. I am not sure like your definition of God. What's okay, your definition of God? Christianity? Are you a Christian? Are you a Buddhist or you are a scientist? I'm just a human. Being. You're just a human. I'm so. just a human being. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's this theory. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. There's this theory um, that I read about. I forgot mm. its name. And according to this theory, they say uh, basically we live in cycles or mm. our earth live in cycles. So uh, on this theory, they say that um, before um, humans, before right now humans as we are, they mm. were giants, and what happened was they, they, they reached a level where they were so smart and they knew so much that they invented somehow something that killed them. So they, according to this theory, um, we live in, in, in these cycles where at some point in time, what is going to happen to us um, is um, we are going to die because we'll be, we, we're going to get so smart uh, that... Um, we basically are going to invent something. Maybe it is AI. We're going to invent something that is going to kill us. And new microbiologies, uh, microbiology would 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 would, would emerge, and uh, those ones would be different. And uh, they might, you know, what do you think about about such? Um, do you think we have a lifeline? <sighs> That you might invent something that might eliminate life on Earth. Yes. Do you think we might be eliminated in the future? It is possible. It, 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 the future, like that decision, uh, if you look at the way AI is growing and considering that we have not uh, been able to program conscious, like the ethics to the robots and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of studies that are promising, but we haven't like, uh, got there yet. So if it go, if it continues to be that way, yeah, the future, unfortunately, may be decided by the robots because they will be super intelligent. It will depend on them. If they want to eliminate us, because the question we must ask ourselves is, will, will we be significant to them anymore? You see? So do, it will, do, do we have power to decide? Do we have power to decide that? To, to decide whether we, this thing comes or whether this cycle ends or do you think that it's fate? Uh, right now, right now, uh, since we haven't crossed the line uh, that takes us to the side of the super artificial super intelligence, I think we have a better chance. Even though I'm not saying we can, we have a better chance since the, the, the machines are still not smarter than us. But once we cross that line, we cannot reverse the process because these computers will program themselves. You'll write a code and then it will edit itself. You see, mm -hmm. it will uh, make more inv inventions, write new codes that you can't understand, and then it will boom, like in a way that you uh, 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 that you can't keep up with as, as humans. So, okay. on a question like, uh, do we have power to, 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 to decide that or change it? No, it will uh, entirely on, on, on them, robots, once you cross that line. But now, maybe. Maybe there is a chance. Um, Maybe there is a chance. Facebook, sure. Facebook uh, created this artificial intelligence machine and mm. it, it started using a language which they didn't understand. And mm. according to them, they switched it, they switched it off, uh, mm. that machine. Um, first, did you, when, when, when that story was, was, was released, did you get scared? Did it scare you that that was happening? Secondly, do you think... Um, <clears throat> 
Do you think they should have switched it off? Don't you think that we, they, 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 they killed curiosity, scientific curiosity on it by switching it off? That's why I wanted to go. He just, he just, <laughs> just put it there. Yeah, it's like there are two sides to it. There are two sides to it. Like, it's either we, be, we become scared or we explore. Where you need to decide. If we want to like, explore like, entirely, sometimes we don't have to be scared. We need to give room for our curiosity. That like, okay, let's just check what's going to happen. Yes, it's a risk. Like life is a risk. Living itself is a risk, you see. <laughs> so you think Facebook so, shouldn't have switched it off? No, I'm not saying they shouldn't have, but I'm if, saying there are two sides to it. If, 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 there are two if, sides. If you were Mark, uh, would you have switched it off? I, I would. I would. But I know that I would be shutting another room of scientific curiosity. I know very well. I would. So that maybe we can grow a little bit on this field of understanding what is happening with this. And so that if it starts becoming a problem, we can be able to protect the, the, the mankind, you see. So, yeah, I would. But in a way, I also think that, okay, you know, we're also shutting another room that in a way should be opened. I'm not sure how we should really open that room. But at the end of the day, we are explorers. That's what humans are. We're just explorers. We go to, we explore. That's why we are going to space now. That's why we go, we explore the universe. We explore even in terms of knowledge. We try to check all the other things that have never been checked before. We want well, to see honestly, what happens. Um, That's what actually advances us in terms of knowledge. <laughs> so if we are scared, and then it's like, there's a line and I was saying, we're not, not going to cross this lines. So it's like now, I will feel like we are less human. We will be uh, becoming less curious as humans, you see. Whereas we initially are curious species. Honestly, if it was me, <laughs> I wouldn't have switched it off. In fact, I was, I was alone in my own cocoon, so mad when they said that they switched it off. Because I understand, I understand Mark, so, uh, Mark though, um, why mm. he switched it, why they, they decided, I mean, Facebook, why they decided to switch it off. People were getting scared. But my, the science in me, the, that, that science kit in me, That's the was like, yes. That's it. we are missing mm. something. Mm. Um, we are missing something. Um, let's 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 move away from artificial intelligence a bit and let's touch on um, um, space tourism. Mm. Uh, first of all, Elon Musk over the past last year alone mm. launched more uh, satellites than any other company in the world, um, and and he. The, 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 the company recently uh, succeeded in, 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 in basically lending um, the booster. Mm. So they would boost uh, this, this capsule and mm. then the booster would come back and land. Um, so we can say without a question that um, SpaceX is on the forefront. Mm. Uh, but we, we, we recently seen Amazon um, mm. um, um, coming in, um, mm. with, 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 with their own space mm. and then we've seen Vision also. Mm. Um, so there's a bunch of companies. First, do you think we, we are experiencing space race like we did in the 1960s between US and uh, Russia? Russia, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're on another level because Right now, the, the companies that are, are, are competing, you just talked about this SpaceX. You see, like, he, he successfully landed, like, he sent uh, Falcon Heavy uh, last year, uh, I think around February, mm. you see. And he, he, one of the good things about it is that it's recyclable. Like, it came back, this thing, so it can be reused and everything, like the capsule and everything. Mm. So if you look at those things, like, if, we, if we're now having reusable rockets and everything, so it makes space more accessible. So in terms of the race, yes, we are more in the race that was happening back then, 
But now it was more of exploration that side. Now it's more about tourism. As much as exploration is always there, it is exploration, of course. Mm. Because up there in the space station, there are a lot of scientific experiments that are happening in the in microgravity and mm. zero gravity. Mm. So, so we're still exploring like what happens like in, in that environment. So we are in that race, and the companies are leading, as you, you mentioned, it's Space, SpaceX and Blue, Blue Origin. By, yes, 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 yes. Amazon, yes. as you were saying, and then Virgin Galactic by Richard yes, yes, yes. And Virgin Galactic, uh, like initially, like uh, apparently they've sold uh, about 600 tickets for people who are saying, okay, if you once you guys have, <laughs> have decided that, okay, now we are sending humans there, we are the first to go. How, and how much was the ticket? 250 USD each. 250 million? 250 thousand USD. Okay. Each. Um, 250. I need to check. US dollar. Yeah, you can, you can check. <laughs> would you go? Would you go? Well, I'm checking. Ah, would you go? I want to go to space, man. I, I would like to go. I would really like to go. Because it, 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 like he launched another rocket. Yes, in 2015, he launched that's, another that's one. That's more than 3 million. 3.7 million. Yeah, yeah. It's expensive for now. People are already waking. Even even uh, <clears throat> SpaceX, Elon Musk, he announced that he's going to put a man on, on orbit. Yes. A, a Japanese uh, billionaire. Yes. Another guy there. So uh, who bought a ticket for... How much was it? For six people. Oh, the money. Yes. I'm not sure about the money, how much it was, co- it was costing. But yeah, it was some pretty... <laughs> Good cash. <laughs> so um, pretty good cash. There was, there was. Let Let's talk a bit about Mass One. Um, mm. For those people who don't know what Mass One was, uh, Mass One is a comp- What Mass One is? Mass One is a company which say they're gonna land a human on 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 Mars, and they want to be the first one to do it, like many companies do. And they held this competition, which I. I surprisingly entered for, mm. and <laughs> on yeah. this on this competition, they are saying they were saying that if you're fit enough and if you are able to get through, we are, you are going to be one of six people, if I'm not mistaken, mm. who we will six people who will be the first humans on Mars uh, using that Mars one. The company has been silent um, uh, lately. And I remember um, well, checking, and one of one of the people uh, who were picked is a lady who was in UKZN, a white lady in UKZN. She was picked to be part of that team. Mm. Do you think it's it's it's, it's do, you, do do you think it's it's time that general humans go to space? Do you think it, it's time, or do you think it's too early? Mm. Is it still? Do you think it's still too risky or the technology that we have is good enough? <sighs> For me, I think it's time. I think it's time. As much as the, the technology, mm, technology-wise, yes, there still need to be some improvements there and there, which is why they have not gone already, you see. It answers itself. But like in, in the near future, they will, the, the technology will be perfect and then it will be cheaper because another problem is the, is the cost. It's the cost, you see, because uh, back then the, the rockets were not recyclable, so it goes once, it's just a, once, and then you know, can't use it, that's what, which made it more expensive. So with time, you see, with time, with time, with the improvements in research, they'll be, it'll be cheaper. Uh, and then if they are cheaper, it means if anyone can go. But to answer the question, I think it's time that we, humans uh, must go inside must go to Mars. We must go to Mars. As much as on Mars, there's still a, a more research to be done, you see. But in the near future, we really must go to Mars. We need to leave this planet. So, 
should we send continue sending robots for exploration or that is to Mars or should we send people like I know that we we have a uh, 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 Mars rover mm. uh, right now exploring yeah. Mars it's been doing amazing mm. do you think we need to send people now or we need another rover Apparently, I think Elon Musk he says he wants to send send people there like very like soon, soon. I actually want to do it sooner than twenty twenty five. You want to do it even sooner sooner than Mars. So he knows what he's capable of. He knows what SpaceX is capable of. So yeah, I kind of trust that guy in a way because he has had some like a couple of uh, successful missions, space missions, and then so. I'm sure if he says that thing, the technology knows is out there, even though some of it is not out there to the public. So we can never be, be 100% sure. He's the one who's at the front there. So if he, he say, says these things, I think, I think he, he, he can do it. I think he can do it. Let's so we've sent robots already. So I think in the next few years, yes, humans must land on Mars now. Um, let's, let, let, let's, let's, let's leave Mars a bit and let's talk about um, 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 the satellite close, closer to home, mm. the moon, mm. which I think India... Mm. Uh, recently flew to, if mm. I'm not mistaken, um, the Indian spaceship recently flew to the moon, and something is happening there. And um, NASA is talking about going back to the moon. Also, mm. um, we, we we since the 1960s, it was 1960 when mm. when 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 humans landed, is, mm. landed on the moon. Since uh, those Apollo missions, mm. we haven't really had too much of 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 um of activity like that mm. in 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 the in the moon mm. and we are talking about uh, populating mars and populating mars remember that it is a plan to make sure that human species continue mm. between mars and the moon don't you think because moon is closer mm. we need to try it and test it there that is for a few months Mm. Uh, or a year, or a few years even, before we can say, let's do Mars. Because the problem, the biggest problem with Mars, remember, it's coming back, escaping the atmosphere of Mars to come back and bring human back, humans back. But the moon, we can do that. But we haven't really explored it that much. Mm. Do you think we should still go to the moon and leave, I mean, still go to Mars and leave the moon? Or mm. you think moon is old news? I think we must explore both. The reason why I think we must, uh, we must try to go to Mars, we must sending people there earlier than we do to the moon. Even if we do it to the moon, there are no too many signs of life there. In Mars, there are more signs of life. So it means like it's promising. As much as it's uh, distant, it's far, it's further than the moon. So if you look at the research that has been done there, there are many signs of life. People mm. are even developing uh, models of how can cities be in Mars and all these things. So there's already too much, uh, a lot of investment in terms of research uh, and everything in Mars. So it's promising. So I would say, I would go for Mars first. Moon, we're going to keep doing it. It's mm. close, it's our mm. satellite. Mm. We keep doing it. But there are less signs of life there. There is no so, mm. so that's why mm. there are more signs of life. Okay. Um, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Um, you, you, you're going to stop me um, if you feel we, we are going too far. Uh, <laughs> I, I hardly get a chance to talk this deep science. Okay. So, um, if you're still listening to us, um, we are chilling with Tsecha Mamsiga, and this is um, 
a digital awakening and we are chilling with Tulani Shabangu and the reason why I, I, I'm talking about these topics with Tulani is Tulani, um, I know him, he's been into science uh, and he's researched science so much. Um, he's one of those guys that I know very well that when it comes to science, they are knowledged. And, 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 and so I'm hoping that listeners would, 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 would then get a different perspective uh, from him or from this conversation about um, 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 um about different faculties of science. We've covered just two. <laughs> we, I want us to cover a bit more. Uh, but um, let's talk a bit about... Um, 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 the, uh, uh, let's talk about... Um, this, 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 this thing that we, we, we are escaping, one of the things that we are trying to escape, which is um, we are leaving this planet because of um, global warming. One of the reasons is global warming. And mm. we, think, um, we think we are doing too much damage. <clears throat> um, you listen to the likes of Donald Trump, and there's a bunch of people who believe um, global warming does not exist. Mm. Um, and you, 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 you being a scientist, you obviously believe. What, what do you have to say to people who think global warming is a bunch of BS that basically might have been produced uh, to either gain something out of people or something like that? What do you think? To people who think global warming is a scam? Yes. <laughs> global warming is not a scam. Because the evidence is right uh, in their faces, people. You see, like, uh, even the climate has changed now. The climate has changed. Uh, normally, in South Africa, we used to experience cold and dry winters. Now, it's no longer, it's unpredictable anymore. And summers, they used to be wet and hot. So it's unpredictable anymore. It's mm. unpredictable. So the climate is changing. Uh, you can even look at the, the farmers, you see. That's the another evidence, you see. like it, It's dry, like the droughts, you see. Uh, farmers are experiencing problems there. So it's getting too hot. It's getting like less, there's less rain and everything. So those are all the evidences of, of climate change, uh, which is part of, which forms part of global warming. So global warming is not the, the, the scam. It is not the scam. It is real. It is real. Um, some, some, some people usually talk about uh, there's this thing, climate technology, where, mm. um, where during, um, during Beijing Olympics, uh, what they did apparently, they, 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 they shot capsules which were, were, were shot to stop rain from happening. Mm. So some, of, some people think that that might be happening. What we might be seeing is governments trying to basically alter uh, the climate, mm. again, for whatever reason. Do you, th do you think people with that theory are crazy? That government is, is trying to... <laughs> 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 no, no. Hey, the thing is, sometimes people tend to involve politics everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So in science, in science, it's like we look at the evidence. There is to be evidence that is objective, factual. Evidence that even if you are interested, let's say maybe you are not even a scientist, you are at home, you are interested, we can take you to some labs, you do experiments, or you make observations yourself that it's like that. It's something that you can always verify. So saying government is, is, is it's because of government and what, 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 you see, I can't talk much about politics, but global warming is there. 
uh, and there are climate technologies that are there. So how we use it, it yes, politics, politicians do have a, a, a voice in terms of uh, precedence because if there's a new technology that must be used, some of these technologies, the, the government must say, okay, no, we can use this, we can adopt it in this country, we cannot adopt this in, the, in this country. That's how they can also get in. But in terms of the, uh, like, the reliability of the, or, or the quality of that the, the technology, I don't know what is the right term, but we all now, you see, like, in the terms of The of it. Eh, eh, so it's always there. It's something you can always verify. So it's, I can't just think it's, uh, allow people to think maybe it's just a scam, a scam, a scam, a scam, when there is uh, a way that you can verify it. Uh, okay, me and you are going to cover two more topics before mm. we get out. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm chilling with this guy, um, Tulani Shabango. Tulani Shabango is a co-founder of a company uh, called Scientifist. Um, Scientifist is uh, uh, more than a year old, and it's been it's been registered for about a year, but it's been running for more than a year. And they focus on teaching science um, in layman's term to people, and uh, so far they've been teaching it on radio. And today um, 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 I called him here to talk a bit about scientists, of course, but my interest of discussions have been on science itself. And so I am busy pulling some of the footage here uh, from online, trying to, 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 to get some of the topics that I always wanted to ask a science person. And hopefully this is not going to be our last discussion. Hopefully he's going to come through as often as possible and we'll record a bit more of this uh, so that you can learn about different topics. But I want us to cover two last topics of science. Um, one topic that people don't know much about, and the other one is dearly close to my heart. Um, I, 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 I'm a very much, I'm, I'm a fan of, 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 of that topic. Um, let's talk about, first, Voyager. Mm. Have you been following the story of Voyager? Voyager. Yeah, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. Uh, not entirely, but I have I follow just I've been following there and there. So like more all or not, I can't say I have hundred percent details on what it does, what he, the data it sends, it collects, and everything from day to day basis. I can't say. <laughs> okay, that's that's too much science. That is too deep. Okay. I, I I promise I won't go that deep. Okay, but Voyager apparently has left our um, solar system. It is in interstellar right now, and. It is still going further and further. Uh, according to research, it's going to hit down, or according to the developers, it's going to stop working or stop, not even stop working, but stop sending data signal, uh, signal in 2025, mm. or around, around 2025. It's been there for more than 100 years, if I'm not 60, more than yeah, 60 it's years. It's been around for a while. Yes. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you think um, um, the importance of exploring the deeper space? Um, mm. What do you think about its importance? Okay. Uh, firstly. Okay. <clears throat> As I think I've mentioned earlier also that... Like, it's, I think it's in, the nature, it's in the nature of us humans, like as I told, we just like to explore. 
You take somebody to a, a, a new city, a new place, they want to explore around, they want to check, they want to meet the people, they want to see the environment, they want to... Aliens. <laughs> aliens. Okay, we're going to get to the aliens. So even if, we, even if you take us like even to space, we just want to explore. The universe is very huge and we know way too less about it. We know way too less about it. Like it's like, it is like, it's like almost nothing in the universe. It's almost nothing because like out of all, of, out of, of all the, the whole universe, as much as we don't know who, who, where it ends, you see, uh, you see, out of all the universe, the observable universe, the one that we know, the, the part we know about is only 4% that we know about it. Mm-hmm. And Earth is like, if I can give you an example, like the, there are billions of galaxies. You see, there are galaxies where like it's just the community, like the cluster of stars that, that get together. We have billions of those. They get together here, they get together over there, they get together over there. We have billions. In this 4% that is observable, to give you an idea about this class of stars, if I say there are, are billions. Okay, there are billions, and then uh, each star, a sun is an average star. Our, our, our star, mm-hmm. the sun is an average. To give you an idea of the size of the, uh, 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 of the, of the sun, in one sun, because it's spherical, you can put about 1.3 million ads. Mm. You see, mm. 1.3 million ads can fit in one sun. And sun is only an average uh, star. It's just an average star. So if I'm talking about, I'm saying we have uh, billions of galaxies, Galaxies, just cluster of stars. Average star being the sun, which is that size that I just, <laughs> I, I just mentioned. <laughs> it tells you that how my, like, the universe is very deep. And all that is just 4%. It's just 4% of the whole universe. All, all, all of that. So sitting here and saying we're not, go, we're, not, we're not exploring, it's like, I don't know, I don't know. We're not being human because I feel like human are curious. Humans are, they like to explore by, by nature. So it's very important to explore space. Uh, uh, like a practical example, a simple one example. Like, like right now we talk about the weather, like the weather. You mm-hmm. see, like mm-hmm. having understanding space, it helped us um, understand weather, not really, but being able to predict. Like we can tell you, you go check what's going to happen tomorrow in terms of weather, how hot is going to be on Friday. So it's space knowledge that helped that, that, that helped us uh, uh, get that knowledge, which uh, supplied that data to uh, South African weather service, uh, mm-hmm. and so. That's all the understanding of space. GPS, these satellites that are up there, they all supply the data. So it's like space exploration is like it has helped humanity and it will continue to help humanity if we keep exploring and learning more about it. So it's important in that sense. Okay, um, we're not going to get into details about this one. Um, CRISPR. CRISPR. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, yes. I, 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 I'm in love with this technology because... Mm. Um, 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 people are scared. Um, actually, not even people. Companies are scared. Mm. They are scared that um, it will ca- actually um, kill the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> what is the importance yeah. of, 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 of kids, um, young kids getting CRISPR toolkit, the smallest possible? What is the importance of learning uh, ki- CRISPR? And what is it exactly CRISPR? Okay. CRISPR is there is more it's a, it's called a gene editing technique. So you know humans have genes. You see genes. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, each gene. Some of them they have more than one uh, properties. Like what what do they do to you? But 
if I, I, I wink, a gene controls that movement. You see, a gene controls the formation of these eyebrows. A gene controls uh, the way I, I speak. Sometimes there is a gene that can be traced, which is involved in that. The way when you speak and then you do this, whatever, all those things, you can trace it down to certain genes. And then a human genome, we say it's a genome if you're talking about the, the, the whole collection of the genes. So it's about uh, 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 above 19,000 genes, above 19,000 genes for each human genome. So almost everything that happens in your body can be traced down to the genetic scale. We can trace it, trace it to that because uh, if you, as I made an example, that for any property, anything that a process that happens in your body, there is a gene mm. that is uh, mm -hmm. in, in, involved. Some of these genes they help produce proteins. Proteins they regulate, they, they control those processes and everything. So if you talk about CRISPR, a CRISPR is a gene editing technique in a way that. Uh, actually, if you are having, let me make an example, a popular example uh, about HIV and AIDS. If somebody is uh, uh, HIV and AIDS, there is a certain gene that controls the production of a certain protein. That protein which allows HIV to get inside the human cell. Mm -hmm. So when HIV, the way it bonds, when it comes to the human cell, the human cell, you can imagine it as something that is spherical, even though we're not really saying that. Yeah. But imagine it that way for this uh, 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 um, explanation. Okay. Okay. So the way it does, it needs a, it comes with the, with the like something like this, like more like a plugs. You see, it, it needs a parking spot in your cell. It has to park through your, your cell. So it has to find these holes open there. And then there is a this protein we are talking about. It's called a chemokine receptor type five protein. Ah. Which it's a, it's called that's a technical term. It's called a chemokine receptor type five. Uh -huh. You see that the protein that is responsible for it, which accepts the virus when it comes and bind and bind here. Mm -hmm. So it just binds through this. So to respose when it binds and then it gets inside the cell through the membrane. It gets inside the cell. It's inside and then it rushes straight to the DNA and then it comes to to interfere with the instruction manuals because the DNA it gives the instructions to the body. Okay, proteins secrete this now. Proteins create this now, whatever things that are in your body, the hormones or whatever they are, the instructions come from the DNA there. This is what it does, the gene editing. If we are saying we're editing genes, you can go back to the, to the genes and cut or maybe shut off a certain gene that controls uh, that protein, which allows, okay, <laughs> which allows the HIV to pass through the cell. So... If we can, now, gene editing techniques, uh, they do something like that. You just go there inside the DNA, and then you shut up a, a certain gene. Once you've identified that gene, which gene is responsible for which characteristic? And then this characteristic is a problem. This protein is a problem. It, uh, it enables uh, HIV to, to go inside the cell. So let me just go and shut off this gene so that this protein is not going to be created. So when, when, when HIV comes, it's going to just be bouncing on top of the cell. It's not going to get in. Kids, do you think kids, um, do you think people should do or should practice CRISPR like they are right now without actually being registered? Mm. Okay, okay, sorry. I've just got caught too, too caught up on explaining this thing and didn't finish the whole description of CRISPR. So, okay, can I please start there and then okay. answer a question? Okay. Okay, so CRISPR, what it does, it goes to there and then we, uh, we sequence the genome. We know the genome of a human being. We know which genes are responsible for what. CRISPR is just going there and saying, I shut this gene off because I don't want this characteristic. And then you shut that off, you edit it, you shut it off. And then CRISPR is, is, is way of doing that. You are just editing the, the genome of, of a person to control certain characteristics. Now, do you think <laughs> do you think people should should practice CRISPR without <laughs> license? Without what? Without getting license. license yeah. No, of course no. 
Of course, no, you need relay science. Like if you are doing an experiment, even if you are doing an experiment with the uh, animals, you see, you need some form of approval, you see, from some authorities. You can't just do experiments like that. That's why recently, there is a, I think there was a case from a, a Japanese or a Chinese scientist who actually tried to uh, use CRISPR to uh, uh, the genome of the, yes, of yes, the kids, yes, 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 trying yes, to make them HIV yes. resistant, the mothers was yes, HIV yes, positive. Yes. So apparently the experiment was a success, but then there was there was controversy because of that. You see why? <laughs> so, of course, you can't. Just, it's not something that you can just practice. It needs approval from authorities. You see. So, yeah. Hey. And it's and it's growing very well. <laughs> it's growing very well. Recently, like they just <clears throat> scientists managed to actually kill, eliminate HIV from a, a, a mice. You mm -hmm. will ask me why I'm saying HIV from a, a mice because HIV is a human virus. Mice is not human. You see, I have to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can actually uh, humanize a mice. Yes. You can humanize a mice when you are humanizing a mice or any another animal. You are inj injecting with stem cells. So stem cell research is doing very well. So there are many things that we can do with, with uh, stem cells. You can now grow organs in the lab, grow your heart in the lab, grow anything in the lab. So see, that's the stem cell research. So they injected one mice with that. So once you in injected it with that, and then you are humanizing it, and then they injected HIV in it. And then it was behaving, it was responding to, risk, uh, to the HIV mm. the way a human must uh, respond because it was humanized. Mm. And then they, they were able using CRISPR to eliminate that, uh, that, that, that virus from that mice. So which means progress to the CRISPR and the, the diseases. Like in the in, in future, like about at least maybe 95% of the diseases will be cured, in fact. Using CRISPR. Just, just by CRISPR alone. The way, uh, that's how powerful it is. Guys, um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, constantly um, trying to learn more about these technologies and sciences. And honestly, there's so much, so much that is going on out there. Um, but um, I'm, I'm going to try and get this guy here as much as often, uh, as much as possible, and I'm going to try and get some of his colleagues here too. Um, to learn, before I let you go, where can people find you uh, so that they can ask you a bunch more questions? <laughs> no. So people, so people, okay, please don't ask me about CRISPR. Don't get me. <laughs> don't ask me about all these things. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Okay, on Facebook, uh, we, you can just go to our page. We have a page, Scientifist. It's just written like this. If you can. Scientifist, I will scientist. write it down for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can write it down for them, and then they can just go there. They can ask questions, and then or they can also listen to our um, radio. We post there, you see, like, they will know, like, when do we go where, you see, about these things. Imagine your killed building the next Apple, the next Uber, or the next Microsoft. This is where the dream starts. At a monthly cost of only 450 rands and with a duration of 4 hours every Saturday, Algorithm Coding Academy offers the best trainers and most exciting of classes that are full of innovative approaches for learning and developing products. Sign up your bundle of joy now for classes at the Richards Bay Industrial Development Zone Techno Hub for only 450 rands per month. Algorithm Coding Academy. Reshaping mindsets. Recreating the future.
This episode of the Digital Awakening was proudly brought to you by Alco Edwork Foundation, a media, training, and technology non-profit making organization based at the Regis Bay Industrial Development Zone Techno Hub. We are focused on teaching and training the next generation of innovators and industrialists on digital media skills, coding, developing mobile phone apps, website, robotics, and everything in between. Visit our website on www.algoedwork.org.za. That is www.algoedwork.org.za. Algo at Work. Reshaping Destiny.